This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we're broadcasting from the uh, Novacare Complex today, part of 94 WIP's NFC Champ Camp. Obviously, the uh, Birds' phenomenal season last year and uh, broadcast today driven by Delaware Valley BMW Centers. BMW the ultimate driving machine. All right, John, it's going to be a, a first for us here to talk to the Eagles' uh, relatively new offensive coordinator. Of course, he's been in the fold with the Birds the prior uh, two seasons as the quarterback's coach, but let's welcome him to the show. Training camp going on and practice starting in about 20 minutes as they get back at it today. Welcome Eagles' uh, offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, to the show. Brian, how you doing, man? Great. Thanks for having me. How you guys doing? Good, Brian. Thank you, man. It's good to see you, and I know you guys are about to get out here and get back at it. Yeah, we're, we're excited. Uh, you know, we got our first back-to-back practices coming up uh, today and tomorrow. So, um, you know, training camp's always a fun time to get, to get out here and, and get yourself ready for, for a long season. You know, the old head, John Ritchie here, ain't going to – no standing ovations for the back-to-back. He was – when he was playing for the Raiders and Eagles, it was back-to-back, to-back-to-back. And that was just in one morning, right, John? <laughs> no, no, I'm yeah. playing around. All right, so, Different Brian. Um, Times have changed. Yeah, yes. it sure Absolutely. have. definitely changed. Brian, congrats on your success. It's been quite a rise for you. Thank um, you. Thank you. Let's talk about this transition from quarterbacks coach to now offensive coordinator. I'm curious how your responsibilities change as the OSA. Well, you know, first and foremost, I think the, the biggest difference is calling the game. Yeah. Um, is, is probably the biggest difference. But I think – you know, Coach, Coach Sirianni has done such a great job of allowing me to be a part of, you know, those game plan meetings and everything my, my first two years here. So I think that, that will make the transition very, very seamless. Um, you know, we're, we're always, we have been uh, for the last two years very collaborative in, in terms of how we put together the plan, uh, you know, what, what we're trying to call versus certain looks, what we're trying to get to. So that has always been a collaborative effort that's not going to change. Um, but, you know, I'm definitely excited for, for this opportunity to, uh, to, to get ready to go. So do you, have a, do you have a preconceived mindset for what you want to get to in the preseason games as a play caller? Yeah, for sure. You know, just like the, the players are practicing, we're, we're practicing as a, as a staff as well and, and getting a look at some different things and, and trying to, uh, to organize everything in a way where it marries very, very well and, uh, you know, the players can go out there and play fast. So we have all heard stories about your history with our quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Uh, the, the families go back. What could you tell us about your story? Brian, I've Jalen been looking Hurts? forward to this. I'm yeah. fascinated by this. I mean, this has been such a thing the last couple of years, you and Jalen and the back in the day. So tell us about the back in the day and, okay. and when it began and where it began and your relationship with his father. And What's the story? Yeah, so, so for, for those that – don't know um, Jalen's dad was actually one of the coaches on the staff when I was a high school player yeah. so you know I've, I've known coach Hurts since I was 15 years old and um, you know when, when I was my going into my junior season he was our strength coach and he was our defensive line coach so you know summer workouts he ran all of the summer workouts and uh, he was a D, D line coach as well but you know in those summer workouts 
obviously the kids are off from school, so Jalen and his older brother would be in the field house, you know, in the back of the truck hanging out with, you know, with the, with the guys. Now, what is he at uh, that was point? He like seven, four, eight, no, four or five years four. old. His older brother was probably seven or eight. Was he like Kyle. a normal kid? Like, yeah, I mean, from, from what I can remember now, this was is almost a, 20, was 20 he years like a, ago. This is a, a really long time ago. My impression of Jalen Hurts is he is all business all the time. So, like, I project that onto a four-year-old. I envision this <laughs> tiny little, like, businessman. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can answer that as with him at four, but if I take you through the recruiting process when he was 15, uh-huh. you see a lot of the same stuff that you see now in really? terms of his work ethic, his determination, his leadership – the stoic personality that he has, um, all of that stuff still, that, that really, it really, really came to light uh, during the recruiting process for me because once I went off to college and got into coaching, you know, I didn't have that type of interaction with him, you know, for that 10-year gap from when he yeah. was 5 to 14 or whatever. You know, Incredible. I knew who he was. Yeah. But, uh, you know, going through the recruiting process kind of, you know, made that relationship a little bit stronger. Does it help you coach him? that you have bonded with him in other ways besides just football? Yeah, I think it builds a, a level of trust. You know, I think um, coaching, one of the, the, like the, the core principles is you have to have trust between the player and the coach. And, um, and, that, and that street works both ways. So I think, you know, us having that relationship, um, you know, allows us to have some, some really, really deep conversations and, uh, is it and fun? be accountable to each other. It, is it fun? Does, does Jalen – have fun. Winning is fun. <laughs> and, uh, that doesn't you know, win, sound like a yes, fun. by the way. <laughs> yes, winning is fun. That and, sounds uh, like he's happy you know, I think, winning. Yeah, like I, I think, uh, you know, Jalen, like I've, I've said, he's very, very uniquely motivated. He has a very sharp football mind. Um, and, you know, I enjoy getting to coach players like that. You know, when, when you coach a great player, uh, you have to be ready to go. You, I mean, you have like – you it puts challenge yourself you have to challenge each other you know i have to challenge him he has to challenge me and it's a uh, you know it's been a wonderful process these these first two years for sure so when you challenge him in this camp what's number one on the list you're challenging him today in what way well we're just trying to continue to grow and you know i think one of the key things for quarterbacks like mistakes are going to be made right i mean everybody's gonna you know this is a time to try to test your limits see what you can get away with i think uh, understanding what you know, what you can get away with, what you can't get away with, and practicing that in a way where the offense doesn't get out of flow, um, you know, but still being able to try new things, try different things, and continuing to grow and become a better player. So I mean, there, there's always having that growth mindset of, of trying to find ways to do things better. Uh, than you did the day before. So uh, let's get to – and Brian Johnson, the Eagles offensive coordinator with us here. Um, this is great stuff. Jalen's past, Jalen's present. So, Brian, let's get to the present. And and although related back to last year, one of the things that stood out to John and I, the offense was incredible. Congratulations to you and the whole staff and the players. It was an, a, an amazing year. One of the things we saw that we didn't love, and it wasn't much, it looked like – and tell us if this is wrong – it looked like the strategy if a guy blitzed from the defense – was Jalen, you take care of that guy. You figure it out with your natural athletic skill set instead of going to a hot read, you know, slight adjustment, wide receiver, maybe on that side, boom, Jalen to that guy, seven yards, eight yards. It looked like it was more Jalen, you handle that guy, make the play, which you often made. But, you know, John's from the West Coast offense where John's saying, you know, and I play with Rich Gannon or Donovan McNabb, that's an easy eight-yard dump off. Quarterback's a little safer. Get that eight yards. 
move the ball that way. Is it accurate that was the strategy last year, and will that change a bit this year? Well, I, I think when you, when you talk about that in terms of there just needs to be an understanding of what current scheme we're talking about, if that was a design pass play. Or, you know, I think the, the world of football has changed a little bit when it comes to some of the RPO stuff. Totally different than the uh, West Coast. Yeah, in so, the whole, the whole mesh Yeah, so action. I think yeah, just the, yeah. the systems um, have kind of evolved, you know, from the original old school West Coast systems. And we have some of that stuff in this system where, where we do do that. But I think, you know, when, when you start to get into um, some of this new age world of RPO football and making the defense try to cover all 11 guys, um, I think that's some, of, that's some of the give and take that goes along with it. This is right up John's alley. You, John's you, got X's and O's in his brain just dancing I right know. now. I know. He's, and it's so advanced. I mean, <laughs> he's ready really to go. It's amazing uh, what you guys do. Uh, how, how much discussion goes into staying one step ahead of what the defense is about to do? Absolutely. It's, it's all about being able to evolve, being able to be a great counterpuncher, um, anticipating problems before they happen. And this is the time that we work on all of that stuff now. I mean, you guys get a chance to see training camp, but – like we have these walkthroughs at night where we're just kind of throwing different things that we're expecting, uh, making guys play reactionary football. So I think that is uh, that's something, you know, that that you're always trying to do, you know, as a player, as a coach, as a staff, as an organization, um, is to to stay away from being stagnant and, and continuing to try to find ways to grow and evolve. So and Brian Johnson with us here, Brian. I'm fascinated to get to to some here. I want to play a piece of audio for you. No coach is probably going to want to say, like we we can't be stopped, but. I want to play something Jaws said to us yesterday about the nature of this offense when Jalen Hurts is healthy and in there. And he said something fascinating. I'm curious if you think Jaws is right or not right. Here's what Jaws said yesterday to us, the exchange we had. Do you think, Jaws, with what the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts, um, sort of the ride-and-decide style of offense, college offense, if you will, whatever form you want to call it, and then with Hurts' exceptional capabilities within it, can defenses decode it? Or is it almost undecodable because it's actually 11-on-11 football and the Eagles have the guy that's the best at it in the league? Yeah, I think you said it best. It's undecodable with Jalen Hurts. That, you know, a lot of teams try to run this offense. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the best at running. Yeah, there are some mm-hmm. guys that do some good things with the Patrick Mahomes and you know, obviously Lamar Jackson, guys like that, because they're just incredible athletes. But what makes, to me what the difference is, it, it's not in the athletic ability. It's in the quick twitch. I mean, it happens so quick. You're trying to keep your, your eyes on a linebacker. You're trying to keep the ball in the running back's belly. You're trying to see where uh, the coverage may be is on the outside. So these are instantaneous decisions, and, and you've got to have a, a real quick twitch in your body and your mind to make it happen. And Jalen Hurts does have that, and that is the difference. And not only you know, does he have that, but he can run once he decides to tuck it and go, and he can go. So I think that's the difference. You can defend it all you want, but you're still going to have the numbers. You mentioned it's still one on one. It's not eleven on on ten. You know, there's a big difference. Big difference. That. Yeah. You got you got you got to read it right. And his reading ability in this style of offense is fantastic. He is the best at reading it. So here's the deal, Brian. We know it's constant tug of war battle, count mass game between offense and defenses through the decades, every year. But we wonder. Have you touched on something with his unique capabilities that it's almost like the pick and roll in basketball, which teams have been using for 60 years because mm-hmm. it's like the best play? Is this different where this one can't be caught up to by defenses? Well, I think the, the, the biggest answer to that question, and, and Jaws, I think, said it really eloquently, was you try to play 11 on 11, 
And, you know, at the end of the day, this is one big game of math and angles. And if, if we can equate numbers and, and make the defense, um, all 11 players on the defense, cover uh, each and every snap and not give those guys a playoff, uh, I think it becomes advantageous offensively. Um, but it, it requires a lot of work. Uh, it requires elite decision-making. Um, which he, it, which he and has. It, and it requires sometimes playing in the gray. You know, I think when, when you play in offenses like this, like everything's not black and white all the time. And it's so – it's the guys that can make those really, really quick decisions in gray area situations um, I think have a lot of success generally. Yeah. That's really interesting, the, that way that you put it there, the, the gray – Playing in the gray. Yeah, you have to. Which like, means what, Jalen, Brian, is, what does that mean? You know, there's, there's, you know, back in the day, if, if you were to go back 20 years ago and it was like, okay, if, if it is one high, one single safety, we're doing this, and if it's two high safeties doing it, well, defenses have caught up to that. So you have, like, they show this and then they move post-snap, and then they show this right. and they move post-snap. So, like, it's not always going to be like it was in 1997 where it was like, all right, these guys are staying in a single high formation and, we know exactly what yeah. we're doing. So that's the grade that I'm talking about is you have to be able to decipher how teams are moving, you know, anticipate counter punches and things of that sure. nature. Sure. All right, and Brian, we know you got to go soon. Practice is about to start, so we do want to get you out of here. Let me ask you this question. Are, are, are you and Nick thinking about, and, and <laughs> you might not want to tip your hands because you play the Patriots in a couple weeks in a real game. Are you thinking about calling less ride and decide type read option plays? to try to prevent Jalen from keeping the ball and getting that hit like the Bears linebacker last year or defensive tackle, whoever it was, drove him to the ground. Do you think about changing the type of plays you call into a more pro-style offense to try to keep Jalen healthier this season and for the next 10 to 15 years? Yeah, we, all, we always think about uh, our players' health and safety first and foremost. Um, and it becomes a fine line because at the same time, you want to do – what people do well and you want to use every possible advantage that you could have against the defense yeah so um you know that becomes just a part of management and understanding you know when to break glass in case of emergency and and just i think the more reps that we get at it and, and understanding how teams are starting to play us is being able to get to your answers immediately it's going to be constant reevaluation, I'm sure, for you guys. Because yeah, absolutely, we're yeah. we're always trying to evolve. We're always trying to find a way to do things better. Um, I think, you know, I think that's obviously like one of Nick's like greatest strengths is, you know, always challenging to be ahead of the curve of what's yeah. next, what's next, what's next, and just continuing to have that growth mindset. And, you know, I think it's it's uh, organizationally like it's something that everybody always talks about, and you know, it can't just be talk; like it has yeah. to be action. Brent, yeah. I know you got to go, man. Wow. So let me just say congratulations again on all your success, and we look forward to what should be a, you know, we think a tremendous season once again. Man. Thank you, guys. Thank I appreciate you, Brian. You having me. Yeah, all right, there you. he is, Eagles uh, offensive coordinator, uh, Brian Johnson. All right.